Hello and welcome to The Bob Edwards Show for Monday, August 22nd. When Edward R. Murrow hired his legendary team of reporters to cover World War II for CBS, his first choice was William L. Shirer, a correspondent in Berlin who had been keeping a diary. Those writings became a book in 1940. Berlin Diary was a day-by-day account of how the Nazis asserted their power in Germany and made plans for the conquest of Europe. After the war, Shirer wrote the massive, best-selling Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. Steve Wick of Newsday has written The Long Night, a book about Shirer, a guy who couldn't leave his boyhood Iowa fast enough to go to Europe and realize his dream of being a foreign correspondent. Anyone with a legendary career has to have some talent, but William L. Shirer matched a natural ability for writing and reporting with a knack for being in the right place at the right time. Paris in the time of Hemingway's movable feast, Berlin in the time of Hitler's rise to power, at the microphone in the time of Murrow's transformation of broadcast journalism. Throughout the first half of the 20th century, wherever Shirer was, that was the place to be. Steve Wick says the one exception to that rule of thumb was the place Shirer spent his youth, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Shire's father was a was a prosecutor in Chicago and died very young, and leaving uh, a widow, of course, uh, and Shire and his brother and his sister. And the mother, in her worry for her children's future, moved the entire family to Cedar Rapids, where her parents lived and where she grew up. So by 1914, 1915, as the Great War was beginning to rage in, in Western Europe, uh, Shire really came of age as a young man reading the newspapers, particularly the Chicago papers. He followed those foreign correspondents, Bob, and he became very interested in the world around him, even as he became uh, not much of a fan of, of eastern Iowa in the sense that he thought it was very parochial and small and kind of beneath him. It must have shaken him when he got off the train and saw the sign, Cedar <laughs> Rapids suits me, will you too? <laughs> but, but his mother needed help, and his, uh, his grandparents, his, uh, his mom's mother and father, ended up being lifesavers for them. So to that extent, uh, Cedar Rapids saved him and launched him uh, to that next life he, he wanted very much for himself. Well, even then he was getting to know the famous, although Grant Wood was not yet famous, just a local artist. Yeah, I love that story, Bob. I mean, here you have in Cedar Rapids, which then was a city of maybe 100,000 people, if that, and surrounded by farm fields, which, of course, it still is to this day. And Cedar Rapids was very much the center of the agriculture.